0: Hey, this is Jeff Turner from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Now over to Jarrett, Mikey, and Paul. Kapaya! In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. Hey, guys. Welcome to this episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the uh, podcast of the Orlando Magic. As always, I'm joined by Mikey. How are you doing, pal? Oh, this is outrageous. You see, oh, I knew here you this go. was going to happen. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to be happening. For those of you who don't remember, I'm a Leeds fan. Last night, Leeds had to visit a certain place called Liverpool, where we played the uh, Merseyside franchise Reds, the Super League team. <laughs> and uh, got a bit of a battery. I think it's fair to say. 6-0. Um, I think, on the face of it, we were perhaps lucky to get nil. They well, I mean, they, they,
1: took, they took it like champs, though, Leeds. They just let it happen and they said, yeah, we're going to get beat. And
2: they got beat <laughs> properly. So, fair enough to Leeds for losing, like, real winners. And, and I'll just say, the unbearables are back in the title race. Oh, oh mate. Are. Mate, I can't believe you've done that to me. Outrageous. Outrageous.
0: Oh. Outrageous. So anyway, good night. Thanks for watching. <laughs> 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 I knew this was gonna be bad when I've got two Liverpool fans again in this in
2: this one. Mate, not good. How are you doing, Mikey? all right? Yes, mate, thank you. Even better First tonight. It last night, Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Knowing that you were gonna be on tonight. In fact, you're lucky because Gary's joined us tonight as well. Otherwise, you would have been just joined with me and Connell, just ripping hey, you all night.
0: <laughs> let's be fair, after last night. Leeds being 2-1 against Liverpool is a damn sight closer than we actually got so <laughs> I'd have been, been good with that <laughs>
2: uh,
0: as you mentioned Colm's with us Colin, how you doing mate?
1: I'm good yeah I'm good I'm adapting to the new lifestyle of full-time work but I'm getting along with it well and um, yeah happy to be here thank you very much Paul as you say happy that Liverpool are winning and uh, looking forward to winning another trophy on Sunday
0: so um all is well um, in life. All is well. <laughs> good man, good man. And Gary, welcome back, mate. How are you? Not too bad, mate, but I'll just not even mention football because trust <laughs> me, as bad as it is for Leeds... <laughs> it's, I wasn't going through
3: It's worse <laughs> at the moment, sure, trust me. Uh, you you boys are going through it, aren't you? You boys yeah. are going through it. I'll, you know, I'll not go too much into it, but if there's a team there in 10 years' time, I'd be surprised.
0: Right. I know cool. that uh, if if G, if uh Garant has been joining us. He wouldn't have been any happier because uh, Cardiff aren't having a good time of it either, but there we go. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, is it? We are here to talk Orlando Magic. So before we go any further, let's get it out of the way. Affiliate plug. Support today's episode and visit the official NBA store, EU, or Fanatics using our affiliate link uh, in the descriptions on the podcast or off the website. Uh, Shop the latest NBA gear and all that magic merchandise, including jerseys, shorts and T-shirts. Also available for international delivery. Use the discount code MAGICUK10 at the checkout. I still can't believe you wore that, man. That's outrageous. Uh, That'll get you 10% off your entire order, um, although there are certain restrictions that may be applicable to that. You can also find the links uh, at orlandomagicuk.com. So, let's move on. That's that bit out of the way. I struggle to dress myself again. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Getting dressed. <I> mean, <laughs> it's the first time you actually got dressed on a podcast. Uh, there we <laughs> <you> go, man. <Matt. laughs> on to the magic news. Um, it's been a fairly quiet week, obviously, with it being um, All-Star weekend and week. Uh, we've heard rumours that T-Ross has said in an interview that Markel is returning this week. Uh, we'll get to that later on in the episode. No change hugely on the injury front, no update publicly on Markel, J.I., Mo Wagner or Bol Bol, although we do know he will be out for uh, likely the whole season. Um, I think we may know more once this podcast has actually gone out, half past ten tonight, I think the Magic Post, uh, their next injury report following today's full contact practice so we'll see what happens there good news on rj he's uh, been full participant in practice yesterday so we could see his return fairly soon fingers crossed so guys let's talk about all-star how did you enjoy it Mike? Uh, friday night we saw friends jalen and cole all part of the rising star
2: game mikey what did you see from them uh I thought it was uh, obviously that they had a new format this year, playing playing a 50 in the uh first two games and then 25 in the final. Um, I really enjoyed them actually. I <laughs> I woke up really early in the middle of the night and ended up just going, I'm just gonna get up. So I sat sat and watched them at like five o'clock in the morning. Um uh first game, Jalen and uh and Cole obviously put a bit of a show on towards the end of that game. They had the big play where uh Cole, uh, sorry, Jalen threw the ball off the backboard for, for Cole to, to throw yep. one down. Uh, Jalen had the chance to win the game with a couple of free throws and missed the second one. And they uh, unfortunately ended up losing that game. But I think they were down early in the game and got themselves back into it and had a chance it's to win good, it yeah. right at the end. But um, Cole had his struggles. I think he only went one for four from the field off the top of my head, something like that. But... um. Jalen was probably the best player that night, or uh, certainly for that game. Um, I think he had, was it 16 points? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Efficient from the floor as well. Um, So he he certainly put on a show. Um, Franz didn't really get much of an opportunity in his first game. I think he only took one or two shots in that and felt like a bit part player, but he obviously in the final decided that he was going to go knock down the winning free throw to, to win the competition for them. So, um, that was, that was good. So we, we certainly had them, they, 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 showed, they did their part. They, um, they, they did their part to represent the magic and they did that really well. Um, and, and obviously, and hopefully they'll keep this similar format going into next year as well. Cause I think it really worked.
0: Yeah. Colin, what were your takeaways from uh, Friday night? Anything that you particularly liked or anything that you felt, uh, the, the 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 Magic guys could have done better well I agree
1: with Mikey I like the format the way that you kind of get to see them compete against each other differently whereas where it would normally just be one game you kind of get to see more different matchups which I enjoyed um, in terms of the Magic guys watching Franz felt a little bit like watching Vooch when he used to play in the All-Star games for me where I'm not sure it's his type of event as much as it's more about who's the flashiest player and who's going to throw out off the backboard and stuff, whereas these guys are really good basketball players, but they get the job done, and with minimum fuss, that's not really what they do. So in terms terms of how compatible that is for All-Star Weekend, it felt like when we used to watch Vooch a couple seasons ago, whereas the complete opposite can be said for Cole Anthony was, I know we'll get to the dunk contest in a bit, but you saw with him, he was just there to have fun. All weekend. And even though he didn't have his greatest game in his rising stars game, I think he only shot 33%. Like Mikey's already said, with that last lob off the backboard from Jalen to Cole, it kind of showed that those two guys do embody the kind of all-star atmosphere and kind of culture that there is, which is nice to have. I mean, there's no kind of complaints because we have good basketball players. It doesn't matter really at the end of the day who's going to embody the all-star culture as much. But um, it was nice to see those two, especially having fun. And a shame to see France given limited opportunities on his team, I felt like. I know, Gary, you agreed with that in the article um, that you and Mikey, you've just said then it felt like Cade was kind of afraid, not afraid, but just kind of tentative to give the ball to France, which was annoying because I would have yeah. obviously liked to watch him play more, especially just with a different group of players. Just, you know, it's kind of fresh to see a bit of the change. But, um, Overall, I enjoyed it. I mean I love watching those guys play all the time, so uh, even though I mean France managed to win it as well, so no
0: complaints really from me. Gary, was there anybody across the weekend uh, sorry not across the weekend across that rising stars game that you felt fa- that you felt failed to deliver or that their stock went down a bit, not necessarily from the magic. <sighs>
3: I don't know about stock going down and such. I think from a magic angle, I think Jalen Suggs did himself a world of good because I think, you know, I put on that article on the website as well. I think Suggs has had a bit of unfair press this season at times. And I think he's actually grown into the season, especially since he came back from the injury. So I think Suggs did a lot for his status. Jumping on the back of O'Connell said as well, I think that the way Wagner plays basketball is he plays winning basketball, which sounds weird coming from a Magic fan right now. But I think if Franz Wagner had to score three to five points and up for Orlando to win the games, Franz Wagner would take three to five points. And I think he's just, he'll still do his deflections. He'll still pass the ball. In terms of players who maybe didn't stand out, I just don't think we saw fully, you know, like, you know, mellow ball, like, running the game. Like, that game should really be set for him. But I think he had one eye on the on the later, on the weekend for the yep. main event. So I don't really think you were going to really ever get the full Sean from someone like Lamello. But I think there was a spotlight put in Orlando. People were talking about the synergy between um, Cole and Suggs. They had the the big players and everyone seemed to get a laugh out of Cole pulling his shorts down at the free throw line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which was just typical Cole Anthony. So if nothing else, um we're known for, for Moonies at the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's your title I, of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Moonies at the free throw line. New title, like it, mate. Like it. I was, I've got to be honest, I was a little I know he won the MVP for the rising stars, but I actually was a little disappointed at Cape Cunningham. I really felt that he was. Only looking for one or two players, he didn't seem to distribute the ball well amongst his team. You consider that how how well Franz is shooting, how he rates scoring amongst rookies. He was given he was he was virtually overlooked constantly. He scored three points in both games, and obviously one of those came from the free throw line but at the was end of a, the. Was there a little mate, hidden
2: hidden agenda in there somewhere? The oh rookie yeah, of the oh, year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hey, yeah, I think yeah. I, I do think there could well have been um that he didn't want somebody else who is a rival to shine. Anybody you felt bad for, particularly in that um skills challenge in the uh Claret skill challenge on the Friday night? Thinking of uh, Tyrese Maxi and a uh, certain guy out of the Raptors Yeah, God, how many times did they miss that free throw? <laughs>
2: Wasn't even a free throw. It was closer. Than no, that. It, was it was closer. Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I because I, I mean, people were saying, "Oh, like between them two, they missed six. I mean, he missed five of them himself. I'm pretty sure. So don't yeah. even put the credit on the other guy.
2: Honestly, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, it, we didn't just we didn't just get a laugh. If you, you can see in the video, the bench in the background, they're you know having a brilliant time trying to watch them. Put, trying to watch two professional basketball players put the ball in for about a few inches under the net so yeah it was good fun for everyone i think
0: <laughs> i don't suppose we can ignore it any longer than saturday and the coal and cold and the dunk contest um for me too many resets killed the atmosphere of that event itself so gary what were your thoughts on the actual event um of the dunk contest you know a what? dunk contest <laughs> there we are I, th- I think it's been spoiled bit
3: I think we've I think us as yeah. fans when we look at what like um, Aaron Gordon's given us over the years in the dunk contest what Zach Levine's done and such I think we're at a point where there isn't really much as a person like a human being can do yeah. that can top what we've seen. Like for me, the craziest dunk in the dunk contest ever was AG jumping over stuff and putting the ball between his legs and dunking it. I don't see how anyone ever tops that unless they start putting him like, you know, something in the shoes that becomes like in future years, like you know, like space hoppers or something, because that to me is like the limit of natural, what your body can do yeah. with that said, um, it was a disappointing dunk contest. It did lack having a star name. I think someone like a Morant, I know there's been a lot of calls yep. where he should have been in it. I think having eyes on the dunk contest of a Morant, I don't think Cole did himself any favors with the first dunk where he put the Timberlands on. And I've, I've ran around in Timberlands before. And I wonder if he's just kind of fatigued himself a little bit early, possibly making excuses for him. But, you know, I, I think don't know he's that made that
2: dunk, though. I think he's done that before. I don't think he would have rocked up and did that he had made, he not practiced he did, it. He did get it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was on the third effort, second or third yeah. effort. But I, I think that for me, it was, uh, he came out, as I wrote in the article on the website, he came out on court and the, the excitement was palpable. People were excited to see him come on. And he is a mm. showman. He came on dancing. He came, he, 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 you know, bringing his dad out. All that sort of thing. What killed him for him was this length of time that mm. putting those shoes on. Um, he wasn't worse for the resets by any stretch of the imagination. You know, he didn't. Have, uh, and that's what I'm going to ask next: is do we think that there's something needs re, reformatting on how the dunk cotton test is run? Connell, any thoughts? Um,
1: I think there is because it's c- kind of a consensus among NBA fans, not just us, that what killed the dunk contest this year was the restarts. I've not seen anybody on Twitter or in any group chats that I'm in or my friends that I've spoken to who think that this was a good dunk contest. People are generally disappointed in it. Hmm. And that's because more time was spent by... I I, re- I read the stat, but I can't remember what it was now. There was you know a lot more time spent on... Restarts than dunks themselves, like four or yeah. five times the amount of time spent on restarts than dunks themselves, and it's a dunk contest, not a restart contest. So that's not what we want to do. We don't watch people miss. We want to watch people score, and that's easy for me to say. Sat here at five foot nine in my bedroom, and I can't touch the rim. But yeah. it, you know, but that's what we—that's what we're expecting to see. The yeah. issue is, I don't know really, and I've admittedly not looked into it. What can be done to try and kind of fix that? Because You know, you you said about getting some of the stars into the dunk contest maybe, but I feel like it's over the past few years been something that they've kind of shunned away a little bit. And, you know, you've had a few people come out and say, no, the dunk contest isn't something that I do. I'm pretty sure Anthony Edwards has said that. Mm -hmm. Um, Aaron Gordon said it after his last one when he was robbed by Dwayne Wade. And these are people who, you know, are names that you'd be excited to come and watch in a dunk contest. Whereas, you know... Although it's an interesting players, Obi Toppin, great dunker, Cole Anthony, really exciting guy, but there wasn't a star there to kind of attract it. But mm. I don't know what can be changed in terms of the rules, but I do agree that something needs to be different because they can't continue with how it was this year, every year, otherwise complete interest is just going to be lost in the event.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Was it I can't remember who was it kept resetting? Um reset about seven
2: or eight. Task Tuss- oh, Anderson, it. wasn't it? I think it was yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Was it? I think it was him. I thought, uh, was it Green? Was it Jen Green in it? Jalen J- J- Green, J- 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 Green did yeah. about six, yeah. Yeah. And that was that was the one where it, they kept saying, oh, it's not part of the dunk. There's not He's not got control of the ball or he's not got down motion. I think once you start it, once you make a motion, that should be yeah. one of your three. And yeah, if you don't I get agree. it right, So is it then perhaps makes the dunks back to instead of it being, let's bring a prop in, let's bring this in, let's try 47 spins and uh, then dunk it, it's back to more of an actual dunking skill. Um, You know, you look back at some of those that people still marvel at, that you know, your Vince Carter stuff and whatever. Would they they have been attempted in this year's dunk contest because people are trying to push it beyond what's ever happened before? I don't know. I think that...
1: I think that kind of goes with what Gary said. There are certain, you know, finite human capabilities that yeah. can't be breached, where people are having to up with new ideas. Because if somebody does do the Vince Carter dunk, for example, the first thing everyone's going to say is, oh, Vince Carter already did that. People want to see new dunks. But that's, I guess, why Cole put on the Timberlands and stuff. But it's it's argue, it can be argued that the best dunks have already been done. Can we get a better dunk than... You know, the Aaron Gordon one, the Vince Carter one, you know, dunking from the free throw line. Those are really impressive, you know, feats of athletic capabilities, but people are just trying to make it different so that they're not accused of copying. And that's kind of the annoying, you know, cycle that they're going to get caught in when trying to come up with a dunk. Do I want to be new or do I want to actually show you know, impressive athletic ability. It's kind of trying to find a
0: balance between that. I'd quite like to see a retro round (laughs) where you you do go back and pick Uh, and somebody's, you know, let the the judges select five different dunks and put them out to the before the competition say, you can do one of these five dunks in a round. I think that'd be interesting to see.
2: Mm -hmm. that nature. I thought you were going to say, "Let's bring back Dominique and Vince, at like in their forties and 50s,
3: Didn't more moon say I could be wrong with the source, but didn't it? Wasn't there an idea where they were saying put a shot blocker on the floor yeah. and say, yeah. yes, okay, like, I have seen
1: that.
0: you know, dunk, do your dunk," but it's got to be actually against the defender. Mm. I, I think that'd be interesting as well. I do think that'd be interesting. I also think that had Cole nailed either one of those two dunks. Early, we'd have been having a very different conversation about Cole. Because one Mm -hmm. thing I think one thing that you've got to give the guy is he went for it all in on both both those dunks. He was Mm -hmm. probably the most inventive out of all four players that were there. And had his dunks been
2: successful, it would have been the most spectacular of Mm -hmm. any of the rounds. I think. I think I think what I think what they need to do is flip the dunk contest with the three-point contest and stick that last, because that seems yeah. to get more excitement. I would actually shorten the dunk contest and just say, right, first round, one dunk. Make, uh, and just let them have one attempt, like not have three run-ups, like one attempt, so you even nail it or you don't. Um, I mean, that would go even, that'd be even worse if nobody made it on the first attempt. But Shaq, Shaq always said this when AG and and Zach Levine and Jones Jr. were going up against one another. The only reason that Shaq gave them the 10 was because they made the dunk first time because it had that impact. Whereas when you take up a second and a third and a fourth attempt, it doesn't have the same feel. The energy goes out of the building. Whereas if you've got the pressure, you have to make the dunk on the first attempt. I don't know. A bit of a That's higher you risk. You the
0: dunks and you get a better competition.
2: But I, But I feel yeah. like, they're trying to create too many variations of dunks Mm. instead of just coming up with two or three decent ones. Um, And that might make it a better spectacle, I don't know. I suppose the
0: positive to come from Cole's appearance is that he did show ambition. He did show he wasn't afraid to go all in. He didn't waver for the safe option. He showed a willingness to go out and try to win, even if it meant failing. And, you know, uh, that's got to be good for us in the long term if he's willing to do that in a game situation as well. I bet we would have got Suggs or uh, Wagner
3: involved in later dunks if he got through. Yeah. right. I think well, you
0: know, the thing is, had he, had he done that one out of the Rising Stars game, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Jalen off the backboard to him, I think we'd have probably been talking about him in the fa- in, going into the final anyway.
3: Yeah. Well, the, the, I think what went up in the final... In other years, like if you put it against like you know, like last year's dunk contest, etc. or the last dunk contest where Aaron Gordon got uh, done out of by Dwayne Wade, it wouldn't I don't think they'd have got there. I don't think they'd have even featured, it wouldn't have been a conversation. Mm. Yep,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, okay. The remainder of the season. We have what, twenty two games left, fifteen at home and uh, so I'm going to ask you what you want to see between now and the end of the season so Gary let's come to you first mate What's what What do you want to see between now and the end of the season what's um, success for you
3: I would have liked to have said that I would see Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz by this point um, I think we're going to see Markel I'm not 100% sure we're going to see Jonathan Isaac this season now um, what I would like to see is I think we're gonna I do think we'll see a few more wins. I yep. think we'll do more games in the second half of the season than we did in the first. Uh I want to see anybody who we've got doubts on of whether you know, like for example, Mo Bamba, give him the minutes. Yeah, because he's here for the season now. So it's a case of right, you're here until the summer, let's see what you've got. Because as it stands right now, we're not getting in the playing tournament. So if we've got doubts over Mo Bamba, if we've got doubts over anybody else on here, give them the minutes. And then at the end of the season, if we say, see you later, Mo, um, at least we know that we gave him a fair shake in Orlando to really do it. And we're not getting one of those situ- like, what-if situations or they're going to pop up in Cleveland where they've just signed and all of a sudden become a 15-10 and 10 player on a championship team. So give, give Mo Bamba his minutes, um, give Wendell his minutes as well because if we land in the top three of the draft lottery we're probably taking a big and I think we've got to be thinking if it's me right now where do they fit with Wendell yep. he's earned the spot who fits best with him so let's get a real like, extended look at him where do you want to play Wendell how do you want to play and let's cater to him because he's been sensational recently he
0: has I would not argue with that mate yeah. so connor what about for you um well same thing I think Jonathan Isaac's probably
1: just a figment of our imagination at this point I, I'm not sure we'll ever see him again Um, Markel though yeah. I'm confident we will see and that's something that I'd really like to be experimented with throughout the rest of the season so I think he probably will be taking over one of the starting five positions when he comes back so trying in to play him with Jalen and trying to play him alongside Cole to see who kind of fits better in that backcourt pairing would be something that I'd be really interested in seeing. I also agree with the Mo Bamba situation where he's kind of become a bit of an experiment for us now. Wendell has solidified that starting position. Uh, When we get J.I. back and Franz back, that probably doesn't leave room for Mo, even if he does prove something to the end of the year. So if we give him a chance to show us what he can do, it'll kind of give us a better informed decision on what we should do with him going forward because I, I would hate to have regrets and think you know if he, say he does go sign with a Cleveland or literally anybody else and then he turns out to be you know a 15 and 10 guy just a, yep. a really really solid player if we were thinking oh if we'd have just given him a few more minutes towards the end of the season if we'd have given him a chance to show what he could do because we know what Wendell can do so not that we need to take minutes away from him, but we can't forget Mo. Now that we've decided on Wendell, we can't forget Mo. We need to keep him relevant in the team because that's the only way that we're going to be able to decide what the best thing is going forward with him. But yeah, just minutes minutes to the youth as much as possible. RJ, when he comes back as well, I really want to see him play. Um, get Schumer back to the form that we kind of saw him in last season and he kind of started moving towards, after I felt like a bit of a poor start to this season, Just give those guys the time because, like you say, we aren't going to make the playoffs. We probably aren't going to make the play-in tournament. So we need to focus on development of the young players foremost for me. So,
0: yes, those are the things I would do. So, Mikey, similar for you. So if, if it is,
2: where do you see wins by the end of the season? Well, looking at the schedule, you could argue the last 22 games, half of those are winnable. They are, yeah. And the fact we're playing at home for a, for a large percentage of them... 15, 15 that, after the 22. Then that certainly puts the, the odds of us winning more games in our favour. But I hate tanking, but we're going to have to bring it up at some point with 22 large. games left. you you you're sat there in the with the worst record at the moment. We've, we've played two more games than... The Detroit Pistons. So if they lose both of those games that they've technically got in hand over us, then we're tied with Detroit. At the moment, we can't fall any further than fifth in the draft. And then obviously, if you take if you swap places with Detroit, it's then sixth. If it's Houston, it's seventh. I know the odds are a lot less, but we saw last year we finished with the third worst record. Yeah. And we were the team that got bounced out and dropped down. Um Down in the lottery so I want to see more of what we've been doing I still want to see us compete I want to see the young players get as many minutes as possible Um, I still expect players like Terence Ross and Gary Harris to play their role but I would like to see in games where we're maybe playing Detroit's and teams like that their minutes get pulled back and you just stick the young players out there because let's be honest Like We've got Detroit coming up. We've got Indiana coming up. We've got Houston coming up this week. None of those teams want to win if if we're being brutally honest. They don't want to win. Um, So you stick the young players out and you just let it play out as it is. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. There's no sure thing in the draft. It's all a bit of a crapshoot. We know that. People are saying there's not any players in this draft that are... Maybe franchise changing players. You don't know that until four, five, six years time. But yeah, it, it's difficult. This is the time of the year. If you're going to tank, you tank. We we've we've just been bad up to this point because of injuries and players missing and COVID and just being young. Um, so we've come this far. Let's let's get the job done. <laughs> so we're all happy with seeing. Well,
0: that's the wrong phrase to say. We're all understanding of the losses if it continues through the season to the end we can live with that do we want to see actively seeking losses or would you be happier to see us playing to win and if those wins hurt the lottery odds so be it any
2: thoughts it is what it is isn't it yeah so somebody's it's got a, to win games, and somebody's got to lose them. So, yeah, um, it is what it is. Um, I, I think we're gonna do things to lose games. <laughs> That's just, I, I just, yeah, I don't know.
1: It's it's a tough one because as like us as fans, obviously love like the reason we support our team is because we like seeing them win basketball games. But then, for the good of the franchise. Is it better to lose? It's a hard one because you kind of have to swallow your pride and say, if we lost 22 games and we had the number one pick, I'm sure we'd probably all take that now. But it's painful to sit through losing 22 games. Like I remember a week or two before the All-Star break when we were on a really bad run, I was starting to lose the enthusiasm because I was coming on here and I was talking and I was always like, yeah, we've got this young core. We're going to do great. We're going to pick up some games. We went on a a massive losing streak and it just hurt. So if we can maybe lose 10, win one, and then just finish off in a nice losing run of 12 and get the number one pick. That, that'll that be fine. Thanks.
0: I'm going to ask you, yeah, I'm, I'm not believing that you want to lose in run of 12. No, God, I, I refuse I to don't. believe it, especially I don't, I, as you're at the last two games, aren't you, of the season?
1: Oh yeah, we'll win the last two. We, we'll, we'll, loo- we'll lose the first 20, whatever it is, and then me and Gary will come, we'll cheer him on to win the last two. We'll, we'll beat Miami on the last game, that's what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, yeah you. you
0: bet we will. Because you guys are there for that, aren't you?
3: Yeah,
0: uh, are. yeah. Gary, are you looking forward to that one, mate?
3: Absolutely. Um, it's first trip to the Amway. I'm hopefully running to Connell before the game. Um, got, a, got a few people I want to see uh, in Orlando. Um, and yeah, if we're going to win a game, we'll beat the Heat. Why not? Why not? Beat um, the Heat, it's always a good one. End of the season on a high. I, I, th- I think we'll... I think we could win... Eight games between now and the end of the season. Um, I, I just think we get markel back. I also think we could see teams rest in players when they get into the playoffs. Like we'll play Miami, you would think Miami's going to be a top four seed. Some of their they've got some old players. They might just look at it and say, it's not going to change our position, for example, um on the last game of the season, whether we win or lose against Orlando. They might throw their guys out there, the younger players, and say, "Just get a few more minutes under your belt." And I think we could see a bit of that happening. Um, but at the same point in time, we've lost most of the season. I, I don't believe in tanking. Like I just no. don't believe in it. I think I know people will go, oh, "Well, you know, look what it did for us last season." Well, technically, by losing those games, we dropped. We, we, we should have been looking at that and going, Evan Mobley's in Orlando. If you want to be really technical about it, that could have been Evan Mobley and Franz Wagner. Not that I'm disappointed with Soaks, but Tangan has, I don't think it does work, but we've lost this many games. It's like, you know what? I've seen a little bit of the players who are the top three picks. If you're saying to me, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, or Paolo Banchero in Orlando, I'm kind of like, just give us all the star power we can get, as many swings as the bat as possible now, because... It's got to come off and we aren't making the play and we've endured it. We've gone through 60 games. We might as well go through another 22 and just look at next season.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I am now. I've got to be honest. You know, I'm I'm far from a fan of tanking. I don't like the idea of teams going out and being rewarded for deliberately losing. Um, but I just think now, we've, like you've just said, we've endured these losses. It's for the franchise benefit. So so be it, whatever happens between now and the end of the season. I'm hoping that there's more L's and W's. I can't believe I've actually said that. That's not me at all. That's not me at all. Okay, Conor, you've just made an interesting point about J.I., saying that you're not sure whether you'll, we'll see him again. So yeah. the question I was going to ask people is, do we feel, do we see Markel, do we see J.I.? Um, so you so what makes you say that you're not sure whether we'll see him with the Magic here? Um,
1: well, just going off Terence Ross's Twitch stream the other day when he was playing 2K and he said about, I've written a dance where about Markel, how um, he, he looks ready. He looks like he could come back soon. That's from Orlando Magic Daily. And also people were tweeting at Michael Carter-Williams saying, oh, like, you know, Weltman's not got you. Locked in his basement anymore Like you can come out You can tell us All the secrets And um, he said Markel looks ready He looks like He could be back soon But Jonathan Isaac Seems to never get mentioned We don't see any Content of him really Like when Markel Started to get back Into practice We've seen a lot more Videos of him Than we have done of Mm -hmm. Mm J.I. And he is Becoming a little bit forgotten, I feel like, amongst our fans. And it's not, I know it's not just me who thinks this, but before he was injured, he was our best player. He was a genuine contender for Defensive Player of the Year. He looked fantastic. But it seems like, and I don't want to turn this into a completely different conversation, but his interests are elsewhere with, you know, kind of his vaccination status. He released a book, he's been doing news interviews. There's a lot of that going on in his life, but there's not a lot of basketball. And it does make me question if and when we'll see him again, because in terms of Jonathan Isaac related basketball news, there's less than there is Jonathan Isaac related doing an interview with whichever station or promoting his book or doing something like that. But um, Markel, I definitely think we'll see back because, you know, we've got two players there saying he looks ready. We've seen so much content and, he has to come back at some point. There's no way that he's just going to do shoot arounds for the rest of his career. He's going to play basketball again. Yeah. And I
0: genuinely do believe now that it'll be sooner rather than later. Okay. That's interesting, mate. Gary, JI. Is there a I benefit to holding him out? I think there's is that benefits.
3: What we do? Is... Yeah, I think there's benefits, but I think it's going to get to a point where it's frustrating the fan base. As well, I think the danger with the GI situation, and Connell's like covered like all of the the key points. I would have in there is he's a power forward, and if we end up with a power forward in the draft, if the top three pick GI is possibly going to be the guy where it's like, hold on, we've got Banchero here, we've just didn't, we've got him for four years, or we've got Jabari Smith, or we've got Chet Holmgren, who is a very long. Shot blocking Defensive minded Four or five I'm looking at it And I'm thinking G.I. I've I've said it before On the pod G.I. could be the odd man out And The longer he goes Without playing And looking at how This season looks like It's going to turn out I wouldn't be surprised And I would hate to see it In a way Because I think uh, For a long time I thought G.I. was like Going to be the matrix For us I thought at worst He would be a Sean Marion For Orlando Like as an absolute worst but I'm I'm looking at it now and thinking, would he be a trade ship? Would he be someone we'd use to try and, you know, we're starting to talk, see the disgruntled players talk, starting to fire up again for the summer. Well, if you look at teams who can make package deals for disgruntled players, we've got the assets to do that. And would Jonathan Isaac be at the the front of any package that we put together? That's
0: an interesting thought. I'm wondering if... There's no, if there's nothing being said because we're they're doing more work in the background around. He's been prone over his career to injuries, to lower leg injuries, hasn't he? And I'm wondering if they've been doing work to just strengthen everything to avoid future problems. Hence, why we haven't seen him involved in, like you said, come on, in the shoot rounds. Uh, you know, the videos coming out of rehabilitations. I'm wondering if we, if they've been doing more of that side of thing. Mikey, any thoughts? I, d- I don't know at this point. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, it's just it's just throwing something different in there. Is yeah.
2: is that a possibility? Perhaps. I I don't think we're I don't think we're going to see him in the last twenty two games uh, uh, at this point. No, I don't. I, I, re- I really don't see it. Um, I would love to see him come back next year, and and I do. There is part of me that still feels like next season is going to be similar to this year. But we're going to be more all in on, right, everybody's healthy now. (laughs) You're going to get your chance to win your spot. and Next season's going to be the chance for players to rise above somebody else to say, right, we're going to build around you in the future. And Gary said it really well. There's no point repeating it, but it is beginning to feel like he's the odd man out. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't really know that you guys have already covered it. I, I kind of agree, but I, I don't see J.I. coming back this season. So let's flip it then to just, uh, this would be, this would be the ideal question for
0: your aunt, but he's obviously not with us. So Mikey, mm-hmm. let's flip it to you. What impact
2: can Markell have and how quickly? Oh, he can certainly have an impact with with his ability to, to run the offence uh, and get up and down the floor. He, he's got, he he's got that ability to see the floor in in ways that I don't think we've seen a lot of players have in in recent years, and and obviously he's got a lot of question marks still to answer. But I think he can still be a big part. Again, they're they're all question marks at this point, aren't they? Because we don't know what they're going to look like coming back, and and it's and it's great hearing players and and players, people at like MCW come out and say, oh, he's looking great. Yeah, I mean, he said that about three months ago, earlier in the season, when we thought that they'd be ready at the beginning of the season. And here we are at the end of February, still talking about them potentially coming back. Um, but look, we we want to see them on the floor. I, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards the same thing with Marco. I'm not sure we're going to see him for the rest of the season either at this point. Okay. Watch, watching Jamal Mosley, who put, there was a little clip the magic put out earlier with him being interviewed about or, or sorry it might have been kobe price from the uh from the sentinel and uh jamal mosley was answering questions about markel and how close he is ready to come back and he's like well it's all depending on how he reacts to conditioning and going through practices it's like come on man this is the end of february like he should already be at that stage. Like we remember John Hammond coming out at the start, of the beginning of the season before it even tipped off. And he was like, there's a really good chance Markel's ready back for the start of the season. Just just things like that that just make you think, I don't think they want him to play, quite honestly. I, I think they want to hold him out ready for the, to have a full pre-season, for, or sorry, a full off-season. They're getting their rehab ready now. They're getting back into practicing and being in around the team then you've got a full off-season where they can work on those areas that they need to improve and then we can hit the ground running in uh, in season in October. That's that's where I'm starting to think that they're probably looking at. I, I just think, what are they going to gain playing in 22 games other than getting their legs under them? Which, if they're going through practice, then it's going to do a similar sort of job at the moment.
0: Yeah, That's interesting, mate. I like that, I like that thought. So, we are back at it. We have Magic Basketball. Um, we are recording this on Thursday, the 24th of February, isn't it? I had to think what day it was then. Um, and we record again on March the 3rd, I think we've decided. Um, so we play three times between now and then. Um, we have tomorrow night, Friday, home against Houston Rockets. We have Sunday home to Indiana. And then we play on Wednesday, I think it is, against Indiana again. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing some Magic Basketball back. It's felt like forever, this All-Star. But I've got to mention, before we do, last week's predictions on All-Star. Get in! (laughs) Who actually won for a change?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The week it didn't count,
0: Paul. It did, because I've added it to
2: it. All right, okay. I'd just say,
0: didn't I? I, I, I get this one right as it's not gonna count
2: <laughs> so he's making but, it uh, count
0: mike you got one you got one didn't you you went for a dunk contest with Obi and got I that correct uh gary with a with an i not a y uh, yeah. he uh went for team lebron i went for team lebron and, uh steph curry for the mvp And let's just mention Mr. G there with a big, fat zero. Got absolutely nothing right. Well done, G. Um, That's normally my role. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about this week's games. Houston, um, they've acquired Bruno Fernando and Dennis Schroeder since we last played them. Um, 15th in the West, so it's a basement uh, of the East and West. Uh, they have a 15 and 43 record and they've lost their last seven games straight. Um, we have lost two, sorry, we've only won two out of the last 11 meetings with Houston as well, just as a little bit of a snippet there. Uh, Indiana, we've uh, met them once this season. Um, I think we won uh, 119, 118, uh, just. Beginning of February. Um, They have won, they had won six over a straight before that. Uh, We know that they've made some nice deals in the uh, trade deadline. We've got Halliburton, um, Heald, and Rubio coming. Move one or two along, but their record is 20 and 40. So it's interesting to see what we can do. So G's gone two and one, I'll tell you that. He's gone. We beat Houston, and we split with Indiana. So, Gary, let's go to you first. What's your thoughts on the week, mate? You know, i will just be totally different. I wanted to
3: see a three and all. Good man, I like it. I like I think it. We'll, I think we'll beat Houston, and uh, just because I think right now we're a better team than Houston. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think with Indiana, there's. They've shipped out Sabonis. I, I, I do like Halliburton. I don't think that deal was completely as lopsided as some of the NBA media had. You know, like Sabonis is a two-time All-Star, you know, a good player. I think there's going to be chemistry that has to be pulled into play there. Will we split it? I think so, but to be different to G, I'm just going to say three and all.
1: <laughs> Colin,
0: what's your thoughts, man?
1: Um, I want to go two and one. So I'll have a Rockets win and winning the game against the Pacers that G didn't say. So if he said win the first one I'll have win the second one or vice versa just so I'm not being the same. But um, I'm in agreement I think we're a better team than the Rockets right now. I think we should be beating them Um, if we're trying our best to play basketball which I hope we still are with 22 games to go. um, Don't know if it'll be the same for Houston so I think it's a game that we should be winning. Um, And Indiana, like you say they've got an interesting team now. They've managed to Keep hold of Miles Turner as well. Yeah. Um, I do like Halliburton. and there was a time when I mean Lakers fans were talking about Buddy Hield, the, the classic THT plus a first round pick package that will get you any player in basketball. Um, one of those options was Buddy Hield once upon a time. So I I I like the team at the moment they are sneakily only 13th seed in the East I believe so yeah. it shows that I mean we've beaten teams a lot better than that this season and I think we can beat them but um, they are kind of new like the core of their teams definitely new the, t- the players that they'd be expecting to step up so I feel like they'll probably want to be gelling together trying to make an impact they'll be excited to play together so I'll give
2: them one game but I think we'll win the other one Okay Mikey where are you going? I'm go, going I'll go different I'm going one and two I'm going on to, okay. there's, there's there's part of me, I, I, I think we can win all three games, but look, we got a tank. Sorry, we have to. Um, <laughs> so this is partly, this is what I want to happen, but I don't want to happen. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to go one and two. Um, I think we are going to lose against the Rockets. We've already lost them once a season. It's it's just one of, It's just a coin flip. And I think we're going to split the series with Indiana. You guys already broke down the games. World. So uh, you've done a good job of that. So, yeah, uh, I'll just stick with one and two. So, to be different, I'm left with 0 and 3, which I don't yeah. actually think is going to happen. <laughs> and I refuse
0: to be predicting that we lose all three games on home court again. Um, I'm going with Gary. Good lad. I'm going for 3 0. On the basis of if Markel does come back, he gives us that boost on the court. I don't know. I'm just going three now because he's different to you and G, Mikey. That's the reason I'm doing it. Okay. So there we go. That's. But I think I think the I think we're in for three good games this week. I think there'll be interesting games and exciting games. I think I think it could be good games. So, fancy a quick bit of trivia. Why not? Oh, yeah. Can
3: we throw in there who? What will Tht in the first round pick land the Lakers? <laughs>
1: I'm
3: going to say Zion Williamson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, that's well, my
3: trivia done. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Wait, this is it. Should be a fairly quick one. Um, as I'm sure we all remember, after All Star season 2018-19, that was when the team put on the the the. The accelerator got those wins that saw us finally reach the playoffs again um, after the fairly long absence. At All Star, we were 27 and 32. Close the regular season, we'd moved to 42 and 40. So the question is, can you name that squad that we had from the from after All-Star through to us barring out against Toronto? So it's the season 2018-19, but it's 2019 period. There were I'll, there were eighteen players in total, so shout away. Do it how you want. I'm happy. Go Oof. for it. Start Boom. with DJ. DJ, yeah. Markel, Ev- yeah. Markel was there, yeah. Isaiah Evan. Briscoe, Shall good I man, like. yeah. Who was that?
1: Uh, I I said Evan.
0: Yep. Ken Birch. Correct. It do. Yes. Ji. Ji. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Missing one regular starter so far. Yeah, we said Vooch. Missing one starter. Ag. Ag. Yeah. Terence Frost. Terence Mount. Terence Frost, the sixth man. Yep. Yeah. Bamba. Yeah. Bamba was part of the squad. Interestingly, he didn't dress. Sorry, he yeah. dressed once, but never played in that yeah. period. Mar-ke- Kell. Markel's already been mentioned, but yes, he oh, was. Oh, sorry. MCW. Um, yeah. Correct. Uh, how many have we got left? There. You are missing one, two, three, four, five. Mia Johnson. Emil Johnson. Jefferson, yep.
2: Jefferson, sorry, yep. I'll give mate, you, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Timothy Moskov, was he on there? Get in. Oh, yeah.
1: great shout, great shout.
0: Mikey. You know, earlier on, I said to you, G had messaged to say, "Yeah, can I go at the trivia? He got all the players bar Timothy Moskov and, would you believe, he's still not got Markel Fultz. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and if okay. he argues, I'll show the text because he's messaged. <laughs> Fair enough. So Moskov... So are missing. Three others now.
2: And Pitcher one as well. Need his name, Gary, not a Pitcher. <laughs> uh, I do
0: know. None of them were regular starters. Well, none of them were starters. Who did I really love?
2: Oh, um, Marvin. <laughs> Mar- not Marvin. <laughs> Melvin. That's Melvin really. Melvin
0: junior. Melvin oh, called yes. A- you <laughs> may as well call him Mel- <laughs>
2: Marvin. Yeah. Uh, like
1: he was
3: like a point a minute man type, wasn't he, with his rep.
1: We didn't but have two, a meeting two left. by
2: then, did we? Uh, no, we didn't though. It was the next season? Uh oh, not no James Ennis wasn't on there, was he? No, he wasn't no, on. before. No. Uh
0: you've got somebody who wore number three, somebody who wore number two. I don't think he's been mentioned. Um, Tumor? No, no, Tuma wasn't see. with us at that point. And number 22, say? I think they're the three that you're missing. I don't think you've said him. You're looking for a point guard who was a two
2: way player. War number three. Oh, no, that was before, wasn't it? Jerry and Grant. No, it's not Jerry and Grant. He's there.
0: He's one, He's he one is, of the two. He?
2: 22. he's in there
0: yeah he's one who you've missed um, see now unless I've missed you saying one of these unless I've missed you saying this power forward but initials are TC guys for this point guard for the two way point guard war number three TC oh Troy Copain that's him mm-hmm. And unless I missed you saying this one power forward war number two um, initials JM. Oh, Martin. Jire- no, not Jarrell. Jarrell Martin. Jarrell Martin. Jirel Martin. Oh, there man. we go. Now. I would have never. One more, we, had one more, we haven't had one other player that whole season that we used. Anybody remember him? The yeah, Jonathan Simmons, was we played. Get in. Yeah. That's the ones. Nice one, lads. Nice one. Thought it'd be nice and quick, but paying a bit of homage to uh, the the team that put us a uh, a bit of a spurt on and got us back to the the uh,
2: playoffs. So the, the only good memories we've had for the last decade. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. That's, <laughs> right.
0: that's why I thought it was nice, you know, coming back in as we started after All Star. Nice, to just remember something that put a smile on the face and uh, led to a good trip for, for certainly uh, three for you, Mikey and uh, G and I. It was a brilliant time out there. So, guys, everybody, thanks for thanks for your coming. It's been cracking and really enjoyed it. Um, to everybody out there, thanks for listening and watching. Please subscribe to the podcast. Hit the notification button so you don't miss any future episodes. Make sure to visit the website, orlandomagicuk.com. For the latest news, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. All can be found under at Orlando Magic UK. Uh, to make it easy, we'll add all the links in on the podcast description below. So until next time, from Gary, Connell, Mikey, in Grant's absence, and myself, Go Magic.